0: We don't do what we love, then we wouldn't exist. It's time, kid. It's like nothing really matters to him right now, including me. You gotta think real hard about this. So you got people that need you now. I'm taking the fight. Victor Drago, son of Ivan Drago, who infamously killed Apollo Creed, appeared today to issue a challenge to Adonis Creed. Don't do this. I ain't got a choice. That's the same thing your father said, and he died right here in my hands. That kid was raised in hate. It's dangerous. He broke things in me that ain't never been fixed. It ain't worth it. It's not just us anymore, Dave. I want to rewrite history. If you want to fight this man, that's your business. But don't pretend this is about your father. This here is all about my wife kids, the life
1: that I live through the night, I was his, it was right what I did, my ups and downs my slips, my falls, my trials and tribulations, my heart, my ball this won't be the end of me or you
0: Now you know what you're fighting for.
1: Round after round, you learn more about yourself And when I stepped in that ring. It wasn't all about me.
0: This is Props Season 4, all about boxing this time, all about boxing, and we are brought to you, of course, by Smarty Hawk and Smarty Hawk Cash. What's going on, Kevin? Dude, this is crazy. First ever sequel. Yes. First ever new movie. Yes. We're kicking off Season 4. Dude, it's going all in. In a in a big way, right? Absolutely. This, this was a big movie this weekend. Yes. Huge. It was yes, it, it was. was second in the box office. Only defeated by Wreck It Rocket Breaks the Internet, which I also saw. <laughs> Did that, you? that have to be a different podcast. A yeah, different podcast on that one. So uh, I guess let's just jump into it. Um I think before we start with Creed Two, we need to mention at least Rocky Four and Creed, because the these are like this is like this is almost like Rocky IV three point five or you know Okay,
1: so it's really interesting that you say that because and I thought about this a lot and I haven't really seen people make this comparison and I think they're off base by not. This movie is a lot more similar to Rocky three than it is Rocky Four. Okay. All right, so I get the easy comparison is To make this to Rocky IV, because you're fighting Son of Drago, right? right? So this time it's it's Victor Drago, as opposed to the iconic Yvonne Drago. (laughs) And so I get it. like So everyone's comparing this to Rocky IV. Sure. But if you actually look at the structure of the movie, which is not what I expected, and, yeah, I was about to say spoiler alert, but honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. hopefully you've already seen the movie,
0: because exactly. it's not, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, well, this is definitely going to be spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But the structure of this movie is a lot more similar to Rocky 3 So in Rocky 3 you get to see Sylvester Stallone at the the top of the world in a mm-hmm. montage of fights where you right. finally get to see how good of a fighter he is. Right. At the beginning of Creed 2, you see uh, you see Adonis win the world championship mm-hmm. which by the way has magically turned into the heavyweight championship, even (laughs) though I'm quite confident in the first one it was the light heavyweight heavyweight championship, championship, but don't worry about that. Don't get bogged down in that. And then, midway through the movie, you see... Rocky in Rocky 3 Lose to the up and coming challenger And Mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes That's essentially what you see happen in Creed 2 I know it's a DQ But really Mm -hmm. he lost that fight And then it builds back up to the Triumphant and climatic rematch But before you get to that He has to switch training venues Just like he did in Rocky Mm 3 Once again going to Los Angeles So I get that people Are going to compare this to Rocky 4 But it is only comparable to Rocky 4 in terms of the villain. Otherwise, this movie is very similar to Rocky III, which I would argue is the second most entertaining of the original Rocky movies. I, I got
0: you. I follow you. I follow what you're saying. So uh, let's let's do this. Let's get into, look, Before we get into the films, or the, I, sh- I should say films, because we're going to have to go back and look at a couple of them, but or talk about a couple of them. Let's, let's talk about the the box office. This opened this weekend. As you mentioned, only second to, uh, to Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, As- here's my mini-review for that. Creed 2, I think, is slightly closer
1: in quality to the original than Wreck-It Ralph 2 is to the original. Okay.
0: But only a little. Like, they're uh, both quality. Okay. Here's I, your mini review. Eli has been asking me to take him it's, to the It's Ralph. good. We it al- is. We opted for Creed. It is good, though. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, stop down for that one then. So, uh, estimated box office of $35 million this weekend. Uh, Wreck It Ralph did fifty-five million. So, okay, for the three days,
1: the and three then years. I know it's even more with the five days because so, they smartly open on Wednesday.
0: Right. So the the IMDb says the estimated is fifty million for the total five nice. days. Nice. So it's right there. Um, big big weekend. That's really a big, big weekend. weekend because Thanksgiving is. I mean, did you guys have a tradition in your family where maybe you went to see a movie on on Thanksgiving after dinner or whatever? We did not. Okay.
1: But I could see how. I mean. Clearly, people do like. Right. There's a reason they release these movies on Wednesday and not Friday because exactly. they're like, "Yo, exactly. everybody's going to be up doing stuff," and we, it's
0: it's smart. It's something that we started doing in the last few years where we, we okay. went to see a movie. Uh, Did y'all see this Thanksgiving night then? No, we we stayed home Thanksgiving. We saw it the next day. We okay, saw, uh, we went the next day and saw it, but uh, it was um it's something that we started to do. My mom, my mom tells me I don't remember. Exactly, but my mom tells me we, we used to do that as kids too, so she would take us to see a movie on uh, Thanksgiving night.
1: And I will say props to, props to Hollywood for, I thought they lined up in, an excellently smart slate of movies sure. for Thanksgiving. They put out the kid movie mm-hmm. in Wreck-It Ralph. Right. They put out the more populous movie in mm-hmm. Creed 2, and then they put out the movie that they knew nobody would want to see <laughs> in the Robin Hood re- uh, reboot, whatever that's called. It I how called Jamie Foxx
0: it. It's called Robin oh, Hood, yeah. well, it it
1: flopped. See, so it flopped horribly. Sorry,
0: buddy. Oh man! The... And it's
1: got the kid from uh, the Kingsman movies, which I really like. Too bad. How was the second
0: Kingsman? Is it's it, awesome. Is it good? It's a good. awesome. I need it's to check it
1: out. Complete nonsense. Sure, the plot is idiotic, but it is so much fun. You just described
0: the show. Okay. Um. Good point. <laughs> let's talk about the let's talk about the cast because I, there are a few fo- folks here that I was really happy to see in this movie, but I mean this. Obviously, it's a sequel, so most everybody returns. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Salone. Tessa Thompson, I thought, was brilliant in this. I love her. I've loved her in everything that I've seen her in, actually. Have you ever seen the movie Dope? Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah. that movie's really good. And then, obviously, she rules all over uh,
0: Westworld yes, as all well. all over Westworld, and Thor Ragnarok, and she's just... That's right. She's awesome. I, I, I enjoy her a lot. Uh, God, Phyllis, she is good in everything she, she <laughs> does. Felicia Rashad, I thought... I thought Felicia Rashad was an absolute star in the first Creed, and this one she just picked right back up where she left off. In the first Creed, she wasn't in it much, but this one I really enjoyed her.
1: Man, and she's got a scene that'll that really takes over this movie uh, when Adonis tells her that he's going to take the Drago fight, and she pretty much has no reaction. Yeah, and she and he's like, "Oh, you don't care," and she goes. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you not a grown-up who's going to make your own decisions regardless of what I think? Yes. And then he tries to turn it on her, and she snaps like that. She's like, no, 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 no. You're not going to make this about me. <laughs> like I and, and I thought it was really good because, I mean, obviously she has plenty of thoughts and opinions about him taking this fight. Right. But she's right. At the end of the day— He's a grown man and right. he's going to make his own decisions. She also lets the cat out of the bag about them having a baby, which right. they had no clue about. No clue room. about. Like, it. She, oh, dang.
0: She knew all about it. Maybe she was thinking of uh, Heathcliff Huxley as uh, she's cursing him out in, the, in that scene, or maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's a tough one, right? We'll, we'll, we'll avoid it. Uh, Dolph Lundridge, Florian Montenu. he has only two film credits to his name, but he played one hell of a, an Victor actor. Victor Drago. Yeah, he was awesome. This guy's a mountain, is he? I mean, I, we can't call him the mountain because there sure. is the mountain, but this guy is a beast. And that was,
1: this might have been my favorite part of the movie is because for the first time since probably the very, I would argue maybe the very first Rocky. Okay. They gave you a fully formed, or at least as close to a fully formed as you're going to get. Bad guy. I yeah. guess Rocky Five kind of did that, but that's a different dynamic because yeah. the story about Tommy Gunn, and that movie sucks. Um, but or Tommy y-
0: Morrison, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh. I don't really have AIDS. <laughs> yes, you do, man. That's what science says. Science. So, like, you look at Rocky Balboa with Mason, the line Dixon. Nah, you don't really get a mm-hmm. whole lot behind that right. Creed. You really don't get a whole lot besides that guy is going to go to jail and mm-hmm. he needs to get another fight off. Uh, Rocky Four. All you see is montages of Drago. You right. don't actually get any of the background. Same thing with Clubber Lang. He just wants to fight. You don't really get anything. Maybe you kind of get it in Rocky. Two, where Apollo's having to deal with hate mail and people mm-hmm. ripping on him. But you go back to the very first Rocky, is you get a lot of background about Apollo, which is what I thought made that fight so interesting, is you see that he's more concerned with, at least for this fight, the business aspect of it, the show right, aspect right. of it, because he's already established that he's the best fighter, and he's all about cementing his legacy and making some money, and like that part was really interesting. In Creed Two, what's really interesting is I know Victor doesn't talk a lot but he does have that scene at the Russian embassy where he like lights into his dad for the first time because he's like these are all the people that effing abandoned you like why do we care about impressing these people and you see all the training methods that he goes through with with his dad who is just obsessed Mm -hmm. with winning the belt clearly to compensate for what he wasn't able to pull off but I actually thought that's another difference between this and Rocky 4 is Rocky 4 is evil Russian steroid computer man right and this one is you know he's working with his bitter dad and really Victor Drago shouldn't be a bad guy what did Mm -mm. he do wrong exactly like in part four uh, Ivan Drago I mean he kills Apollo Creed he's Mm -hmm. taking steroids Mm -hmm. and he says if he dies he dies Victor Drago all he does is argue for his dad and say our mom sucks and Russia sucks and they all abandon you and like he doesn't seem to want to kill Creed or anything like that. He just wants to impress his dad. He's not really a bad guy at all. Right. I mean, I get that he is framed as the bad guy, but if you step back, <laughs> he didn't really do anything wrong. And so uh, that that I think that is the best part about this movie, and it leads to an amazingly effective at the very end. Right, I know right. we'll get to that, but I I thought them having a more well rounded opponent mm-hmm. was top notch. I this think so movie. too.
0: Uh let's finish out the cast here cuz there's a couple more, more names. Wood Harris, who I I've enjoyed in his films as well, uh Ant-Man and uh, what uh remember the Titans and Oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. yeah Uh Russell Hornsby who played Buddy Marcel, who has been in a tons of TV shows. Fake Don King for yeah. the purposes yes. of easy identification in this one. Uh M- Milo Ventimiglia, Vin- Vin- I can't say. Yes. Um, From This Is Us. Yes. Uh, he's, in, uh, he's, he's also very famously known in some of the circles that I run in, because I have an eight-year-old son, the voice of Wolverine in most of the Marvel cartoons. Oh, really? Yes. So he, okay. he, 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 he was plays, also in Heroes. He was in Heroes, yes. Um, he was also in uh, Rocky Balboa.
1: Yes, yes, he was. So he was uh, a huge part of Rocky yeah, Balboa. Yes, he
0: was. So and then finally, uh, Bridget Nielsen. I was so happy to see her in this. I nerded out hard Did when really? I
1: when I saw her because, you know, they they talk a lot. Victor and Yvonne, or I guess Yvonne does more. Victor doesn't talk really Not a whole much, lot, no. except for that scene at the uh, Russian embassy where she shows up. But uh, you know he references her quite a bit, and you can tell he's super bitter. Yes, that she like the Russian people, like all of boxing, mm-hmm. left her be- left him behind. I, I did kind of think that was interesting too, because I'd always wondered that in Rocky Five, like why doesn't Drago come and win the world heavyweight championship? Like you think about it, he just beat. The reigning champion almost half to death after killing one of the all-time great fighters, and then they have these spare two fighters (laughs) fighting for the vacant title. Why doesn't Drago swoop in and crush both of them and be the heavyweight champion? And that never really got addressed. And so, well,
0: is it because of the steroids? I
1: guess maybe. maybe. Well, and then they said like the country pretty much sold him out and everything. And so I like that they kind of addressed that. Sure, it's like thirty years later, but I got a little bit of closure there. But. Yeah, when she showed up, I was like, oh, my God, it's the mom. It's Bridget Nielsen, which is super weird, too, because she used to be married to uh, Sylvester Stallone back in the day. I didn't know that. Yeah, super odd, which led me, Eric, to the only big disappointment of this movie. Okay, go ahead and give it to me. And It was a crushing disappointment because I even told my son, you know, what would be really cool is I know he's dead in the movies, Carl Weathers lives in real life, and if he could show up in some sort of weird hallucinatory flashback or something, that'd be awesome. And there's this moment in the rematch with Drago, because he... He you know he wins the first fight by DQ but mm-hmm. which I was like wow they're progressing to this fight fast and then I realized okay they'll have a rematch because this is sure. like the middle of the movie. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> he he's like out on his feet and they go to this like little dream almost looking sequence where he's trying to get up right and you see this guy walking up in pants and I was like oh my god it's gonna be Apollo Creed oh. it was just the ref who was yeah. just counting him and my son just looked at me and shook his head but I seriously nerded out harder than anyone in the theater (laughs) because i really thought dream sequence apollo creed was about to show up and tell him to you know get back up up. yeah and he didn't and that was a that would have been kind of stupid i i get it Uh uh-huh but i would have
0: flipped out okay let me read this to you i wanted because i looked her up specifically this run she had from 85 to 89 is like a who's who of leading men in Hollywood. Okay, is this Bridget Nielsen? <laughs> yeah, this is Bridget okay. Nielsen. Uh, 1985, Red Sonja with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ooh. Okay. 85, Rocky Four. Okay. 86, Cobra. Oh, yeah, with Stallone again. 87, Beverly Hills Cop Two. Oh, with Eddie. Uh, she's in a couple of lesser known movies here, Bye Bye Baby and Domino. And then she ends 1989 in a Michael Jackson video. Really? So, that's arguably a a really great five-year run. So, she went from Schwarzenegger
1: to Stallone Mm -hmm. to Eddie to Michael Jackson. Yes. Wow. You're talking about the people who rule the 80s. Holy
0: smokes. So, Bridget Nilsson, I was so happy to see her uh, back in in this film. I was wondering if she would... Because they referenced her a lot, you know. Your mother left us, and and I was like, "Are we going to see her?" And when when we finally saw her at that at that dinner, when she walked around the table and sat down, I was like, "I fanboyed out too." Because
1: I mean, but seriously, what is she doing? Like, we couldn't have got her for the movie. Of course we are going to get her for this movie. But it does, you're right, it does seem like a really big deal that she's there. And she plays, like, still a very stoic and Mm -hmm. mean character. Mm -hmm. And she plays a huge part in that climactic fight as well. As
0: you see that Victor is still trying to impress his mom. Exactly. All right, let's 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 get to, well, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, we, we typically talk about, you know, where, where were you at the first time you saw this? Obviously, we saw it this I can weekend. I tell you, I was at the Studio Movie Grill exactly. doing an event for 105.3 The Fan. I set you up perfectly for a promo. Man!
1: <laughs> and by doing? the way, if you go to 105.3thefan.com, shameless plug alert, you can still donate for peace if you want. But also, we're going to do a screening of Aquaman in a few weeks. Ooh. So, if you want to, sure, but if you want to roll out to these things, they're free mm-hmm. with we always have a good time. We chit-chat before the movie, after the movie, and it, it honestly is a really good time, and it's awesome because you, you see some of the same people, but you see a whole lot of new people sure. rolling through and everything, and it's really
0: fun. Awesome. You guys go check that out, local to the DFW area. They would love to have you out at the Studio Movie Girl. Is this the one? Is, this is not where Lane Lewis works, is it? Uh, no, this is our, our good buddy
1: Mike Dingus okay, runs the go, studio movie grill in the colony. He's awesome. the manager and the head poobah and all that good stuff. And, Sweet. Or the grand poobah. The
0: grand we, poobah. Yeah. So you, you were with a, a group of fans then. Yes, uh, I was. Seeing the, sh- seeing the movie for the first time. What was their overall crowd reaction to the film? It, it's it's funny. My
1: go-to, uh, my go-to movie reference was sitting right next to me is our assistant programming director, Tim Collins. Tim Collins? <clears throat> Tim Collins and I frequently disagree on movies. <laughs> he He's one of the few people I know that might love movies even
0: more than I do. Okay. Like he is a huge movie buff. But can, before you start, can I tell you something? A few weeks ago, I had a conversation with Tim, and he looked at me and said, if you agree with Kevin on his movie points, we are not going to speak again. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. It
1: gets... So it gets heated, and so, and so. But he's like, I appreciate it because he's super passionate about movies, and sure. so. The one that we – there's a couple that we've disagreed on feverishly over the last couple of years. One of them is Passengers, the Jennifer Lawrence movie, which I think is just all kinds of suck. Okay, And he really likes it, and he wants people to watch it, and we argue about that. But the more recent one is The Greatest Showman, Okay, which I think The Greatest Showman is the definition of mediocrity. All right. And apparently not only he, but everyone I work with loves it. Oh yeah, Corey loves it, Parker loves it, Uh, all kinds of people up at our station love this movie, and so we always argue back and forth, and so like, I remember the Academy Awards, and he was like, you see, it's up for best song, and I was like, well, it's definitely not up for best movie, (laughs) and so like, we'll just kind of go kind of back and forth, and so as soon as the movie was over, he looked at me and he goes, well, I'm going to guess based on what I think that you hated it, and I was like, actually... I thought it was really good. And he goes, I thought it was really good, too. So we agreed on that. And then we both loved the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. So we found two over the last couple of weeks to bond on. But, yes, frequently he and I clash over movie styles. But he loved it. I thought it was really good. My son loved it. And we did a Rocky marathon over the last three weeks. Okay. We skipped five and Rocky Balboa. Rocky <laughs> Balboa is not bad. It's just not super relevant. Right. Right. To the rest of it, and Rocky Five is an abomination, and so uh, we watch Rocky One, Two, Three, Four, and then Creed. Mm-hmm. And he said that he thought Creed and Rocky Four were his favorite. All right, and then makes he, sense. Yeah, they're the most surely entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I get Rocky One and Two are a little slower, and uh, but he says that he thinks this might be his new favorite. So he loved it. My cousin Evan went. He loved it. And there was a lot of positivity coming out of that theater. Like, I remember when we did... um I think it's Batman versus Superman or Justice League or one of those movies. There was a lot of like eh, yeah. apathy coming out of the theater, but for this one, there was a lot of people who were they were like genuinely fired up, and sure. they all seemed to like it, and I liked it as well. So it seems like a lot of a lot of positivity, which will
0: bode well for this movie to kind of stick around over the next few weeks. Awesome! I hope it. Did, I hope that it does. We had the same kind of excitement coming out of the theater uh, when Eli went. I went to see it. It was. Uh, did Eli like it? He he did he. He kind of remembered Creed. Okay, I mean, he was five when he saw Creed. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Because because dad's watching at home, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so he kind of remembered it. Uh, I had to explain. I had to explain a little bit of Rocky. I realized when we went, in, I should we should have watched Rocky at least three and four. Sure. So he could have known it, but um, we didn't. But I so I had to explain a little bit of that to him. He did enjoy it, but I will say that we went and saw this early on on Friday morning. Okay, not. Not like super early Black Friday morning shopping, yeah, yeah. but we saw it early, and we had to buy tickets in the second row from the from the screen because because really it was packed. sold out. It was wow! Packed. Every every seat ended up getting sold, and every seat in in the next three showings were were almost sold out as well. So. It, it was a very popular thing this weekend. And it may, that makes sense to me because not only is this like it's it's a very recognizable brand.
1: Yes. Because it's a sequel to a movie that made pretty good money but was also really popular. You've got Sylvester Stallone in there, but then also I mean the brand of Michael B. Jordan has really right, taken off yes. in the last year since he was in like the biggest freaking movie in the Ever, world yeah. <laughs> in Black Panther. And he him was in Black Panther. Huge, yeah, and he's great at it, just like he is in most things. Yes. Except for Fahrenheit which well, didn't do anybody any favors. Um, but, you know, he's... So his brand has really taken off, and so it doesn't surprise me that this movie would bump up is because, you know, I always wonder, like, with something like Black Panther is... You know whether it's Chadwick Boseman, whether it's Michael B. Jordan, or you know whoever else, do you go back and want to see more of their movies? Mm-hmm. You know, did you go see you know Forty One because of Chadwick, or did you Forty- go two. or Forty
0: Two? Yeah, Forty One's <laughs> the other movie. <laughs> so, yeah, uh,
1: or did you? Yes, thank you. Or did you go see you know Fruitvale Station or Creed because right. of Michael B. Jordan? And I,
0: and apparently. People did sure. so. That's he, a surprise. He's just like Tessa Thompson, as I mentioned it at, at the top of the show. Michael B. Jordan. Anything he's touched in the last few years has been gold. Yeah, if, I, I haven't seen Fahrenheit 451. I haven't seen that. It's not great. But um, which is surprising to me because HBO makes really good movies. Yeah,
1: it's really it's pretty pretty, pretty mediocre yeah. at best. Since we're talking
0: about HBO, HBO for a moment, did you see All the Way with LBJ? Did you watch that? I did that? not. It's, I like that a lot. Okay, so, um, it was. The last kind of big HBO movie that I can remember. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I did. Not. It, it was worth seeing. Um, so Michael B. Jordan just Black Panther is a big player in my house right now. Sure, obviously, you know, it's a really good movie. And he, so uh, every chance I get to to introduce something Michael B. Jordan to Eli, he's all about it. So absolutely, I absolutely love it. All right, let's let's break down the film, man. So you, you kind of broke down the open already. We open with a fight in in uh, Croatia. Croatia, Croatia, you know, Croatia. Yeah, there you go. Sure. Uh, and it's this is much like the open of Creed, yep. where he's fighting underground. Yep, and he he's pretty much he's very unorthodoxed, and he just goes in there and beats the hell out of people. Yes, he does. <laughs> and, except now it's the it's the antagonist, right. it's Drago
1: that you're getting to learn about, and I I was. I think they did a good thing in switching the bulk of the Drago dialogue to Russian Yeah. because I thought he sounded a little different when he, speaks, when he spoke when, English yeah. because, you know, in the first one, if he dies, he, he dies. Knows, right. Or, of course, the genius first line when he goes to uh, – when Creed hits his gloves – you will lose. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to kill you. Um, and so he sounds a little different when he speaks English. But when they kick it over into Russian, right. not only can he speak faster, he mm-hmm. sounds more similar to what he did in Rocky Four. Not that that's a necessity. It's been like 30 years.
0: He speaks, he sounds very demonstrative. He does. Yeah. He does. So, um it was beautiful the way they did that. It really was. And then, you know, things progress really quickly
1: because, and there are, I guess there are a couple of parallels with this and Rocky Five. Don't worry, not in terms of quality, mm-hmm. but in terms of storyline. In Rocky Five, you have the real fake Don King, what with the exaggerated hair and everything. <laughs> Watching the rise of Tommy Gunn, the mm-hmm. Rocky protege, and eventually hoping to spin that into a student versus teacher fight. Right. And in this one, you really quickly see the boxing promoters. Maybe we'll say he subs in for Bob Arum or whatever sure. in this movie. And he is watching... Drago in these underground fights and apparently they've had conversations and he's just waiting to see if Son of Creed Mm -hmm. can win the heavyweight championship and as soon as Adonis wins the heavyweight championship he goes right to the Drago's after one of their underground fights and essentially Mm -hmm. says it's time so he's clearly been planning this out for some time and I get it and they hold a press conference and Son of Drago versus Son of Creed I'm not going to lie like Mm -hmm. as far as I Enjoy spectacle
0: events. I I would watch it. This was definitely that would have been the fight definitely to watch over the Tiger Woods uh, Phil Mickelson golf sure. match. Over no, there. I heard those people are getting their money back. Yeah, they them, sure so. are, aren't they? Uh, so so that ha- that's happening over in Croatia, and then Adonis is fighting Bobby Wheeler. Yes, who knocked him out in the it, first it, one. Yeah, exactly. So I, I thought I thought that was really great closure from that match that never happened it really was and it's logical
1: as well if you follow the story because remember the whole reason creed got to step in Mm -hmm. in the first one is because wheeler got hurt in the brawl yeah and so wheeler is still undefeated Mm -hmm. wheeler is still logically the number one contender but then they also set it up that wheeler has maybe slowed down just a little bit and they talk about how you know, he could have knocked out Creed in the past, but he's got sure. a little older, which sets up some vulnerability mm-hmm. for Adonis, which is smart because that's what they did in Rocky 3. Again, another parallel right. is Mick essentially tells Rocky that he picked fights for him that he knew he could win mm-hmm. to set up that vulnerability. And they do the same thing here by saying, you know, Adonis won the heavyweight championship over somebody who maybe he wouldn't have beat a couple of years ago. And you sure. know that he wouldn't have beat him a couple of years ago because you saw right. what happened. And then. And they do the callback to his Mustang, yes. You know because remember he lost it in the in the gym fight. And no, you're right. I thought that was some great attention to detail. I think Creed Two really gets a lot of little details right mm-hmm. that kind of closes some of the loops in the story for
0: you. Uh, the first callback in the match is before he even gets to the ring, and um, Bianca asked him in sign language if he if, if he has gone to the yes. restroom yet. So, which is a great That's callback right. to, to, the, to the first that, Creed. That is right. And so. Uh, then he gets out to the ring he 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 does this thing uh, you you mentioned that Wheeler is he's 30 and 0 yep and uh, on the same fight st- statistic you see that uh, Adonis is 26 and 1 so it's been some time he's had some fights under his belt but and, now he's now he's taking it to him.
1: and i think they say that since he lost that one fight uh, at the end of Creed 1, he had won six fights in a row. Six fights and so row. that got him up, because remember they pumped up his record to right. 17 mm-hmm. with the uh, with all the Mexican fights and everything right. that he had in the first one. So I think they said that he had won six in a row so he, it seems like you know he's probably a, a legitimate number one contender. And if you take on the pound for pound number one fighter and you lose a split decision where right. he probably could have won
0: with 10 more seconds, I could see how you'd be up in the mix anyway. Of course, of course. One thing I did want to point out here is you you, especially you working in sports radio, I think that you could ho- hopefully shed, shed some light on this. But the way boxing is built up in this, in both of these films, and portrayed on Sports Center, and like it's all the talk of the town. No one talks like about boxing like that, unless you have a mega fight, and that
1: I I agree with you that they make these huge fights seem way more frequent Mm -hmm. than they are. Like, for example, I'm pretty sure that Deontay Wilder and uh, Tyson Fury are fighting like... This Saturday, okay, and they're both undefeated, and it's for a version of the heavyweight championship. Okay, you seem surprised by this. I very yeah, very yeah, much. because nobody's talking about it, even though they're doing like a cable twenty four seven and leading up to it, and everything like that. All right, but it hasn't become the talk of anything. If this was uh, if this was Deontay Wilder against Anthony Joshua, who mm. holds the bulk of the heavyweight championship belts. And that's another thing that they don't ever explore in this is there's like four or five heavyweight instead of just the one. Shout out to the WBC for getting their belt in there. Yes. Um, But yeah, if it was Wilder against Joshua and that was the fight that everyone wanted to see, I honestly do think that the sports world would stop down this week to cover that. But the problem is for boxing, they so frequently do not give people the fights that they want to see. Sure. And I mean, it took them forever ever to get together Canelo Triple G and then by the time they had that farcical rematch based on what was not a draw first fight Triple G clearly won there wasn't a whole ton of buzz to the rematch right. like there should have been now maybe there'll be more buzz when they have the third fight since Canelo won the this one right and we'll see but the fight that everyone wanted to see in the spot this week Anthony Joshua undefeated British fighter Deontay Wilder, undefeated American fighter. They hold all of the heavyweight championship belts. This would be the first unification match in forever. Mm Mm-hmm. The boxing stepped in, and they're like, nope, Anthony Joshua, you need to fight this other guy. And then there were squabbles about where the fight would take place, with the money. Oh, wow. And that's something that's not realistic in these movies. is In Rocky 4 and, and then in Creed II, mm-hmm. they instantly agree that they'll just go fight in Russia. That sure. would never happen. Never. Anthony Joshua has never fought outside of Britain, and he doesn't want to fight outside of Britain. Deontay Wilder and all of them offered them like $50 million to go fight in L.A. They all turned it down, which is stupid, mm. because they don't realize that if you just do... This fight, everyone will win Sure. Maybe you won't get the venue you want Maybe you won't get the judges you want But whatever man, because Everyone will win (laughs) if you put together This fight, because that's all anyone would be Talking about this week, and that's one of the spots Where boxing lost so much ground to the UFC Sure. Because the UFC puts On the fights that people want to see As quickly as possible In most cases, and so that's a huge Spot for them, and that is one Farcical part about these movies Is how quickly these matches come together because that is not what's happening in the world of boxing now you had to hope that Anthony Joshua would have won a couple months ago now you have to hope that Deontay Wilder wins on Saturday and sure. then maybe you'll get the fight that you won in 2019 that you wanted at the beginning of 2018 so it only took an extra year and a half right. just like Canelo and Triple G <laughs> thanks for breaking that down for me because I was watching I was like that's that's, that's some, not no you're right but but that and that's the thing that's so frustrating about boxing when you get the fight that everybody wants to see the world will stop but yeah. they don't ever put together those fights because exactly. everyone has their own personal interest where I'm like well if you would just swallow your pride this once or twice you could win like I don't understand who on the Anthony Joshua team isn't telling him well if you just shut up and leave Britain right. you'll make way more money and who on the Deontay Wilder team isn't saying you are the less talented fighter going into this fight take the fight get your name out try to get a knockout and You'll be the biggest star in boxing.
0: Exactly. How they're not in their ears, I don't know. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. So he knocks out Wheeler. Yes, he does. And um, almost immediately, like you said, the Bobby Marcel shows up. He's like, it's time. Because this plan's been in the works, right? This plan, plan's been in the works. And he takes the Drago's from Croatia, Ukraine, wherever they're at, Crimea, I don't know. And they they show up in Philadelphia. Yep. And I think the scene with with Drago and Rocky at Adrian's Restaurant is pivotal in this movie. Absolutely pivotal. Dude, I was getting internally hyped when we talked about Bridget Nielsen
1: showing up. When they say that there's a guy in the back who wants to talk to Rocky and he just said, he said, you'll know who it, it is. is yeah. And when he walked up, it was like, oh, my God, it's Strago!" and they're going to talk. And, yeah. like, I don't know if I thought a fight was going to break out or I thought it was going to happen. I was, and th- that's one of the benefits. Like, I understand the downfall and the benefits of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it can be hard to move on to your own new thing. And I think Creed has done a really good job of balancing nostalgia sure. versus its own new thing. Like, let's face it these movies don't make the money if it's no Sylvester Stallone, right? Right. I think they're successful enough, but if it's not for for Sylvester Stallone and some of the callbacks there, they're Mm -hmm. not as popular. But at the same time, it blazes its own path with Adonis and Bianca, with them now having a child who has, the child has its own difficulties, which I'm sure will hit. But this is a moment that, like, Not that you're talking during the movie, but if anyone was talking to me, I would like wave my hand at them to tell them to be quiet because I needed everything to stop so I could see how it was going to go down. This
0: was the conclusion of of, of a conversation that we needed back in 1985, right? You're probably right. Yeah, this is 33 years in the making, you know. So this is something that we needed to see. And Rocky, to his credit, and is very well written, says, "Look." that's over with yeah there's no reason for you to be here and he's he's doing the right thing as, as as a manager as a trainer saying no and uh ivan just keeps pushing the buttons which which makes sense to me because
1: like drago doesn't understand why rocky has any issues because he won the fight mm-hmm. and like he doesn't get that rocky doesn't care about winning the fight as much as he lost like one of his best exactly. friends. Whereas Rocky doesn't understand why Drago is still hung up on just losing a fight. Right. Like neither one of them understand or, not, yeah. the uh, the other one's problem with the way it all played out. To Drago, Rocky should be happy mm-hmm. and to Rocky, Drago should, I mean, he's still got the people in his life and so he should be happy. Sure. So, he, Which always makes for a great dynamic when neither one of them truly understand mm-hmm. why the other one is disappointed satisfied and you're right like it led to a it was a captivating scene it, sure it really was. was
0: and simultaneously as this is happening uh across town at a cheesecake restaurant uh, philly they're sitting bianca and adonis are sitting in a booth and and a, a patron of the restaurant turns to him and says, Yo, Adonis, you got to take that fight. And what are you talking about? And they turn up Sports Center because that's where the boxing's on. And Sure. Uh, and he sees that he's being challenged by Victor Drago. And like Michael B. Jordan to his credit, like the emotion that was on his face there's, during that There's some acting happening yeah, in there's that there's some real happening acting right there. I, I just
1: I agree with you 100%. I want to throw out one other sad part about this movie is the people on the calls of the Mm fights. It's Jim Lampley Mm -hmm. and Max Kellerman. What makes this crushingly sad is that at the end of this year, so in the next month or so, HBO's not going to do consistent boxing anymore. Oh, no. They've eliminated it. Really? And and Jim Lampley and Max Kellerman, along with you get Roy Jones Jr. in there, those are the voices for the HBO boxing calls and the HBO pay-per-view calls. Mm -hmm. And... So they're, I mean, they might, like, I still think they might pick up pay-per-view boxing or occasionally cable boxing as, like, one-offs for bigger fights. Yeah. But they've said they're getting out of the consistent boxing business. And that is kind of a sad mm. postscript to this whole thing. I is, didn't know that. While it's HBO doing the call, not anymore. not anymore. By the way, one more sad part about this movie. Just bring it all the way down. Michael Buffer really half ass is the let's get ready to rumble in the movie, I thought. I,
0: I, Yeah. He he gave more part. He gave more life to the the beginning of that bit yeah. than to the end of I it. I didn't. I didn't think he did a good <laughs> job. But you're right. Creed and the look on
1: his face and the look on his then girlfriend. I can't remember if they're engaged at that point.
0: Uh, yes, they're engaged. Okay,
1: that. Um, but. And by the way, that engagement subplot, it's short, but it's, it's very yeah. humorous. Yes, it is. I enjoyed that. But yeah, there's really a lot of emotion and you can see straight away. Like, obviously, you know, he'll take the fight because otherwise, what are we doing? But, uh, I mean, it really shows how quickly mm-hmm. he knows he's going to take the fight. Like exactly. he knows in that moment, he's going to yeah, take the fight. Exactly. And, and there's lots of squabbling to be had. And that leads to a fallout with him and Rocky, right. which leads to him needing to shift his training, just mm-hmm. like in Rocky three, exactly. after he essentially loses it. <laughs> Don't at me with the DQ victory. Uh, um, <laughs> Um, but you can see in that
0: moment, he's taking the fight. Yeah, he's, it's, he's it's, it's already done. Fight. It's already done. And then, as you said, they, they squabble. He goes to Los Angeles, and his mom reveals not only is Bianca pregnant, yes, but he tells her that she's going to take the fight. He's going to take the fight, and she lights, lights, him, lights up. him up, like we said, which lands align, him back at the Delphi Boxing Academy, yep. where he is going to train for this first fight against Drago. And without rocking his corner, it, it goes horrible. Yeah, and it, it goes quickly. Yeah. Which,
1: like, I, I guess, and, and that's when I realized that he was going to lose or whatever mm-hmm. this first fight because in the preview, you see Rocky standing in the ring and Drago opposing him, and you're getting hyped up for that. Although they had already, had, by this point, had the moment in the restaurant. Right. And so when Rocky's not there, I was like, oh. So they're having this fight now, and they're mm-hmm. going to rematch, which is not how I thought the structure of the yeah. film was going to pay out a uh, payoff. So credit to them for switching up from Rocky IV, but this is exactly what happens in Rocky III. That's why I said there's a lot of parallels, <laughs> and it's not a bad thing. Rocky III is an incredibly entertaining movie, sure, uh, but it does have a lot of similar traits
0: to Rocky III. So he 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 loses the first first fight well, I know I'm skipping kind of stuff I don't want to tell everybody everything he wins by DQ, yeah, but, yeah, but he sure, gets loses, but annihilated absolutely destroyed and there's a great podcast that I want to give a shout out to uh, it's it's all about Dolph Lunders movies called I Must Break This Film really Yes. Yeah, so and uh, and <laughs> Automatically, automatically, when I when I'm watching this scene with the fight, and I think of that podcast because he said he 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 closes his fist and he says break him, and he breaks his ribs, and then he knocks his he knocks Adonis out when he's down on his knees. Yep. And we end up in the hospital, and absolutely everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Yeah. And he is he is mad at the world. The oh, absolute yeah. matter of the world. Rocky shows up to apologize. He tells Rocky to take a hike. That does
1: not go well, That doesn't
0: does go well at all. And uh, it, it comes to some resolution where Rocky ends up back at his home in Los Angeles later in the film, and they have to make up. And they do. And now we're getting prepared. Because of his mom. Because of his mom. Yeah, yes. she steps in. Exactly. So now we're going to prepare for the, the, the rematch. But before the rematch, they have a baby. And... Uh, she is born with, uh, she's deaf. She was born deaf yep. because Bianca's character is deaf. And she tells him flat out, Hey, this could be hereditary. And it turns out, yes, it is. So Adonis is feeling sad for himself. He's feeling fat, sad for his daughter, who I, I he named her something with an A. I, I didn't catch it. Um, <laughs> Wait, which did lead
1: to the very humorous <laughs> yes. line when Rocky suggests maybe they name her Kate or something yeah, like that. He, because he, you know this baby's going to be black, right? Yeah, he, and Rocky has no idea what that means. Like, there can't be a exactly. black person
0: named Kate. He's dumbfounded by Absolutely this. Absolutely dumbfounded. So uh, we now we're going to start training. Rocky tells him, uh, in order to, to, he just flat out tells him, your natural style is never going to beat that guy. So they have to train a new way. And they take him out to looks like the deserts of Tijuana or somewhere like that and beat the hell out of Adonis for a few months, it looks like. This
1: is is where you hit more of the similarities to Part 4. Right, where he goes to Russia to train. Yeah, and he goes to the extreme cold and they're wacky, Mm -hmm. you know, lifting rocks. Doing pull-ups in in the barn, running in the ice tunnels, yeah. basically on the roads. But this time he has to uh, use a sledgehammer to looks like dig a hole for almost yeah. a grave. Yeah, he's getting punched with the medicine balls and all this other crazy stuff. But yeah, it's the extreme training regimen that I mean, quite frankly, ends up paying off when the sure. rib injury comes back up yet again. Yes. And so I know I look. This is. This is where I think they know their audience really well. I, I think some critics might have dinged them a little bit for originality in this scene or this series of scenes. Sure. But I think this is where they know their audience. They know so that you want to see some kind of crazed extreme right. training montage. And That's what you
0: got. Yeah, it is. It is what you on got. on Both sides, too, because you yes. saw Dawson Victor. Now, this is where I had one fault with a film. OK, Um I really could have used and I really wanted more of a backstory about what happened after Ivan, Ivan Yvonne, where sure. lost the fight and why he, it was alluded to. We were kicked out of Russia. Yep. You know, now they're welcoming welcoming us back. And there's that great scene where Bridget shows up at the dinner. I could have used more of a backstory there, and I think it would have been more of a payoff at the end when, when the big payoff there happens. I think it could have been bigger. But uh, they're both training a very rugged style of training for this fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, at one point,
1: it looks like he's really thinking about running his son over with their car. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And so, yeah, no, absolutely. It
1: is very intense. And then he just pulls over. And in the most Drago move ever, he goes, when I say run faster, run faster. And then he just gets
0: back in the truck. And you're like, oh, my God, he's going to hit you with a car. Yes, he was totally going to hit him with a car. It really did look like that. It, it, it did. It did. So, um, at the first fight, he comes out to some house music. I forget. Is uh, was no that, Hail Mary was in the first Creed. He comes out to something in the, in the first fight. I think it was probably like Lil Wayne or something. This fight, he comes out to Bianca scene. Yes, which is it's beautiful because Bianca is losing her hearing. Yep, she is a she is a performer. And she's walking her man out to the ring for the first time in, in in the most massive fight that one could think of in this in this universe. In Russia. In Russia, at that, and she she walks him to this. She walks him to the ring beautifully. Oh. Rock tells him, you know, it's only three steps, but when you when you step into that ring, take those three steps, you're going to feel like you're on a mountain. So
1: I did like that.
0: It's awesome, right? So here we go. The great. This is the match we've all been waiting for the whole film, right? And. It starts to play out. What were your thoughts about the match? Uh, The one thing I
1: didn't like because I thought this was overstated and they did this in, again... Rocky three <laughs> is they talk about the odds. They say that he Creed is a twenty-five to one underdog. Mm-hmm. Bull crap. Yeah. There is no way. Like I've seen whether it's UFC fights with overmatched opponents against Cyborg or Rousey back in the day or mm-hmm. John Jones. Those kind of lines, even then, you get like a 15 to 1. So you're not telling me that Creed is gonna be that much of an underdog. Like if you tell me he's a 12, 15 to one an underdog. Like, I don't think people maybe... Appreciate what a insane betting line that is. That's nuts. Like even Conor McGregor, when the lines first came out against Floyd, was like a ten or twelve to one underdog, and he doesn't even box, right? <laughs> and so like the money got it way lower. But even before all the money came in, and he got down to like a six to one underdog, Conor McGregor entering a different sport was only like a ten or twelve to one underdog mm-hmm. against the one of the best boxers we've ever seen. Sure. So you're telling me that this is a twice as much lopsided fight nonsense right and so I had a problem with that but they said the same thing with like clubber lying against Rocky they was like oh he's a 15 to one underdog I was like come on is That's, he really is he really um but no I was sufficiently hyped and I thought they played a, a good job in the beginning of the fight by making it look like once again he was gonna get overwhelmed yep, because yep. he gets smashed around those first
0: couple sure of does. rounds before he has to make a move uh one thing one thing that was noticeable though before he was getting smashed around was how fast he was. Yeah, he was, better movement. He, a lot better movement, and that was something that that paid off in his training. Um, and then he does start to get beat down. Uh, there was a point in the fight where uh, Jim Lampley said, you know, this is in the sixth round or the fifth round or something like that. Drago's never gone more than four. Yes. So he's, he's making a. You can see this is going to go the distance. By the way, props to whoever took him to round four because I think Adonis yeah. only made it to
1: three in exactly. the in the first fight. So whatever chump amateur kid got him to <laughs> round four, good for that kid. That exactly. kid's got a future. But and, and you see the turn of Ivan Drago mm-hmm. d- during the fight because he's really antagonizing his son, partially mm-hmm. because of their. Right. ex-wife slash mom.
0: Uh-huh. She's sitting Oh, right behind them. Yeah,
1: and he's like, you know, if you're so awesome, why is he still in the fight? Exactly. Or if you're so bad, why is he still standing? And right. he's like, you get that belt, you do this. And like he's really antagonizing his son, mm-hmm. who's clearly winning the fight. Right. And like he's ripping into him.
0: So um, do you think that he was doing that because part of him thought that she would come back to him yes yes okay for sure All 100% right.
1: because think about it everybody else has come back to him right for sure right think about it like there's no way that him and Rocky were ever going to come back together, but he instantaneously not only got this fight, he got Rocky back in the ring with him, exactly. and he got them all back together for a conversation. There's no way his country was ever going to take him back, and yet they did, and mm-hmm. he hadn't even won the belt. If he wins the belt, you know why? Because he proves what a great dad he is. Mm-hmm. Not because he loves his son, but because he trained his son. So then his wife will come down. That is totally what I think. Exactly. That's what I thought, too. So, But then you see why he's really a great dad. is.
0: The fight goes on. Yeah, it was touching. It was touching. (laughs) So the fight goes on. uh Drago gets knocked down for the first time, presumably in his career.
1: Yeah, there's no way any of those. (laughs) Exactly, knocked him down.
0: So uh, at this point is that is that moment that we've been talking about the whole podcast. Uh, His his mother basically just says, "We're leaving," and she just doesn't even say it. She just says it with an eye twitch. Man, and like that's a sorry move,
1: first of all. Putting aside the the leaving, mm-hmm. it's a sorry move because he's still winning the fight. Exactly like, he's clearly winning the fight. Exactly. But it's not a slam dunk. Like right. the first fight before he was DQ'd, he was gonna kill Adonis. Yes, he was. And that's what they wanted is a murder death kill yep. in, in this fight. And then <laughs> even though he was gonna win this fight, like by all intents and purposes, he was on he was gonna win a decision and he was gonna win the heavy championship Mm -hmm. you learn that even that's not good enough right is you have to win by emphatic destruction and yeah like you just said you have to be perfect Mm -hmm. and so once he gets cut and knocked down there's no chance for that anymore and then you see when she leaves elder drago Mm -hmm. has a change of heart as well and he realizes like you know what i probably didn't really want her to come back to begin with exactly and then you get the moment where he cares more about his son than he realizes right. he cares about all this
0: other stuff. All the other stuff. So, uh, Ivan becomes a good dad. He does! He becomes a good dad. Although, I will argue, it seems like he's an oddly good dad
1: leading up to it anyway. Because yeah. even though his training methods are a bit extreme, he does spend a lot of time with his son, and he seems to care. But eventually, like it seems like his son is seriously going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And you even see Rocky looking at it like, you need to stop this fight. Because yeah. you can't help but think, because of, of the who the opponent is, that maybe there's a chance that Creed would kill Drago.
0: No. Like that thought crossed my mind. Exactly. So with that being said, let's just wrap up the fight. Did it end the way you thought it was going to end? I thought it was going to be a knockout, but it, it ended on a throw on a, on a towel. Yeah, no, I did too, and I thought it was there was
1: an outside shot. Even though this would be really weird for the supposed good guy, mm-hmm. you know, to kill somebody else. I thought there was an outside chance he would end up like beating him to death. Sure, but uh, yeah, no, I just assumed it would end in a knockout, yeah. just like in part four, just like in part three, just like they all end. Sure, and instead. Yvonne Drago, he turns face, yeah. to use the wrestling yeah. terminology, and he grabs the towel because he sees not only has his son lost, because his son's going to get stopped, yeah. but he sees that if he doesn't stop it, he could die, yeah. or something horrible, So, he- and he throws in the towel, and his son is furious, and he like
0: just hugs his son, yeah. and you're like, wow, what a oddly lovely moment. He did what Rocky couldn't do yep. with with, the, with um, Apollo and he threw in the towel and I th- I thought that was a perfect ending f- for the fight. And I I thought there was a little bit of uh, I thought there was a little bit of
1: acceptance from Adonis in the first Drago fight because his trainer not Rocky mm-hmm. said he was going to stop it. And he said, you don't stop this fight no matter what. And sure. I think in that moment, maybe he realizes like, right. That's what his dad said to Rocky. Sure. And that's why he didn't stop the fight. So maybe that melts his heart just a little bit to that maybe. moment. But maybe. yeah, you're right. Is he, he did the right thing because he realized like, it's not about the acceptance of Russia or mm-hmm. Brigitte Nilsson. It's that he legitimately loves his son the sure. most, right? Because he raised him all by himself. Right. By the way, when was she pregnant? I don't remember them yeah. having a baby and surely they didn't have a baby after he lost the fight. Right. So.
0: Maybe it was during the, I, maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't know. All right, we're going to stop the movie review there. There was a little bit more that if you want to discuss, we will, but I don't want to give away the whole film. There's
1: just, there's an amazing yeah. moment with the Drago's too yeah. at the end too that was surprisingly emotionally effective.
0: Yeah, it was really, really good. So, uh, Let's talk about the collectibles. This has been out a weekend. The only thing available out there on the market are movie posters at this point in time. Okay. So there you go. There's that. But let's talk about the three things that we would want from this film. I'll let you go first. I definitely want
1: those trunks, the Creed on one side, Mm -hmm. Johnson on the the other other side uh, trunks. I think that those would be super awesome to have. That's number one. I I, I thought about it. I, I would love one of the Bout posters, you know, because they they show, and that's something that I guess with these movies I'd never really thought about before, Mm -hmm. but I would love a Bout poster. And this is, this might be considered cheating a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway, is if I could get the gloves from Adonis, what I would love is one glove signed by Adonis and Victor, Mm -hmm. and then the other one signed by Rocky
0: and Mm -hmm. Yvonne. Sure.
1: I think that would be
0: the coolest.
1: Yes. Awesome.
0: I'm going to go trunks as well, but I want those Drago trunks that he was giving at that party. Sure. Uh, oh, from the Russian, fr- consulate. From the Russian yeah. consulate. I want that because man, there's an error of of like hockey cards out there that if you have Russian C- uh, USSR CCCP card- CCC, yeah. they're awesome. So, I want I want the okay. same thing with these boxing okay. sh- these boxing trunks. Um I want I don't know how I would do this, but the the delphi uh the glass the delphi gem that had the etching of apollo on it oh yeah i want that like that whole pane i, I don't know why i would put it in my home or whatever sure. i don't have a man when i hear the word man cave all i hear is my wife makes all the decisions so uh wow so i don't well, have a pretty man rich cave. <laughs> <Yeah>. sure <laughs> uh, but i want i want that i want those panes of glass with with uh, uh, Apollos, uh etched into them and then finally for me man i again i just I, I do this every time, but it's it's ticket true. Stub. I want to take it stuff from that fight,
1: the Russia one, or the, the first, Russia fight. Yeah.
0: If I can get both of them, I'll take them both. Sure, I'll frame them up, put them together. That would be cool. But I take stub stuff from that fight in Russia because one, how are you going to get it? It's from Russia. Yeah, know. and how are you going to know it's not faked? True. So I need an actual. I need I need to talk to Bobby Mar Bobby Marcel, and he needs to give me one as the promoter.
1: It, it, it's the the attention to detail too. I thought about when he uh, when Rocky visits uh, Adrian's grave he continues to bring that bottle of whiskey yeah, for for Polly. Yeah. And that is one thing that's missing. Polly is responsible for easily the first or second greatest line. In Rocky 4, in Rocky 4, I know people point out if he dies, he dies Mm. as the greatest line. I think the best line is, like I said, when they hit gloves and he just goes, You will lose. And but, like, if if it's not the first, if it's not the first best line, the second best line is that one where Rocky goes, I see three of them out there, and Paulie goes, Hit the one in the middle, (laughs) and his trainer goes, "Right, Right, hit the one in the middle. And I thought, That actually makes a lot of sense. And so that's the best line of that movie. It is a really. His
0: presence is missed
1: in uh, this fight against the
0: Russian. (laughs) So here's where we would usually do uh, um, uh, awards. But this is brand new. There's no awards. But my son asked me
1: and I said I do not anticipate this being up for like academy awards or anything else but it's a quality movie because it was up for best supporting actor yeah. for the first one but he kind of you know replays the same character and i wouldn't guess he gets the nod so this time.
0: the first one it was nominated for 67 awards wow yeah this one i'm, I'm sure it's gonna kill it in so it, yeah it'll do
1: well for <laughs> yeah. sure just in terms of academy awards i wouldn't guess a yeah. whole
0: ton okay so let's go to ratings this is uh it's right there where it always is for us. So, I was
1: going to say I thought I saw because I was. These are more contemporary movies, and I was curious leading up to it. I felt like it was hovering around eighty-two-ish for Rotten Tomatoes. So IMDb first. Okay, IMDb. Then I'm gonna go seven
0: and a half since that seems to be where we settle on a yeah, lot of these things. It, it, you would be correct. We actually got an eight on this one. This is our first ever eight. Wow. Our okay. First ever eight. And I
1: think I think that maybe a little tiny bit high, but it's a good movie. It really is. Yeah, I think
0: it's a good movie. Uh, Tomato meter. You were right on with eighty-one percent. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was something like that.
1: Metacritic then.
0: Audience score eighty nine percent on, and on that makes sense. Account.
1: This is a like I said, this is a very crowd pleasing. Yes, is it on Metacritic? Should it is. Okay. It is absolutely on Metacritic. I'm going to say Metacritic a little harsher as per usual. Seventy one. No, actually a little lower. Oh really? Sixty seven. And you know, and you know why? Because the critics they don't care for the sequels, and they certainly wouldn't care for a sequel that borrows uh, from. I, I'll tell you this much right now. Because I think Metacritic, they're filled with a bunch of phonies at times. If Ryan Coogler would have directed this...
0: Oh, See, yes, the, the first one.
1: Then it automatically would have bumped up to 75%, 80%. Yeah, okay. Because it's not Ryan Coogler. Like, let's not pretend that Creed doesn't liberally borrow from Rocky right down to having the literally exact same ending yeah. as the very first one. Don't get me wrong. I think Creed is awesome, and I really like Creed, too. But they try to pretend like Creed is this completely Different, original movie. Yeah. It's really not. It's it's a It's a very well put together movie, but because Coogler is directing it, and he did Fruitvale Station, and he did this, and he did that, gotta give it a higher rating. Yeah, but for this one, it's not Coogler, so we're gonna knock it down.
0: Unfair, Unfair. Metacritic. Metacritic. Uh, One thing, and we're gonna get out of here. This is a complete total callback to those films, and you can tell by the costumes and the wardrobe design. In the first fight, when he's fighting, when he's fighting uh, Drago for the first time. Look at what Tessa Thompson is wearing. Look at what Bianca is wearing. She looks identical to Adrian. In, really? Uh, yes. Huh. Same style of clothing. Same hat. Everything. I didn't even notice that. Nah, there, you there you go. Fascinating. There you go. All right. Like that. Uh, so we we end the show by saying we ask, is it a classic? I I can't say it's a classic yet, but will it be? Will it be? An in, is this an instant classic? I, it's not an instant classic.
1: I don't. think think but i think it is a very worthy addition to the rocky right. uh the rocky storyline and bold prediction right now okay. they make creed 3 Sylvester
0: stallone will die i here's what i think i do think i i one i agree with you it's not a it's not a classic but I, it's a, it's very, very good, good. yeah it's very good compliment to it it's Hands well, I know it's only the first weekend, but it's the highest rated movie we've ever watched together. So uh, there you go. But I think Rocky dies. Yep. And I think that he he fights pretty Ricky Collin. I think he gets out of prison. Oh yeah. He fights pretty Ricky
1: Collin and he beats him this time. Okay. Then is it too lazy for me to kind of hope that Mr. T's son shows up too? A little bit. (laughs) Okay. Because I'm not gonna lie, I get that it'd get dumped on by the critics. But if Mr. T's son shows up, I'm in. What if What if Brooke Hogan's son or Brooke Hogan
0: shows up? All right. I don't know how that'll work. Maybe some kind of affair or something. But yeah, no, oh, cause his thunder lips. Hey, hey. Exactly. All Man. right. Uh, let's get out of here. Uh, what do you want to do next week? I'll let you pick because I picked this one. I think it either is logical to go back to the original Rocky or short of that, perhaps Raging Bull. I've never seen Raging Bull. What? Uh, mostly because Joe Pesci cusses a lot and I, I have an eight-year-old. Well, I'll tell you right now, Raging Bull will become the highest rated
1: movie that we've ever done. Okay, let's do Raging Bull then.
0: Let's do Raging Bull then. Uh, Next week, join us right back here for Raging Bull. Until then, cut. That's a wrap.